0: Aaron Rodgers has reportedly left his darkness retreat. He is out of the dark and into the light. How do the rest of us get there? Plus, speaking of light, Christian Watson is a star. So why was that not said enough? At least outside of the Locked on Packers podcast, of course. We're going to look at some numbers and try and figure out how Christian Sets this receiving core up to be better in 2023. How they can add to what he already does moving forward. All that on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. We're going to have a great time. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. So Aaron Rodgers back. Is he coming back to Green Bay? We don't know. Here's, here's a couple things that I want to say. The first is um, don't assume we're going to get some big Rodgers announcement. Now, I know that that would be, in a lot of ways, obvious to other players. And not, not to them necessarily, but for them. Because if Aaron Rodgers is coming back, yes, 100%, go on Pat McAfee and he'll he'll say, I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. He'll probably do the whole John Wick thing, right? But if he's not... If what the two teams have decided, the two sides have decided, is that he's going to move on, that they're going to trade him, you you can't go on Pat McAfee and do that, right? I mean, you, you can because LeBron did it. Everyone assumed because LeBron James was doing a televised decision that it meant he had to stay in Cleveland because there's no way you do a big televised thing to leave. You just, you you don't do that. Except LeBron James did. And Aaron Rodgers is the kind of player with the kind of stature who, he might do it. He might go on, uh, you know, if it's not McAfee, let's be honest, it's going to be McAfee, and say, we think that the best thing for all of us, or he might, look, he might go on and torch Green Bay. He might go on and say, look, um, I wanted to be back We didn't see eye to eye on the future of the franchise, all that stuff. That's all possible. More likely, to me anyway, is that a trade will happen and then he'll go on a show and say, this is what happened. This is how it went down. And that's a little bit why we've gotten some of these conflicting reports about who's doing what and who feels this type of way about this player, all that stuff. Let me tie that around. I teased this the other day. The New York Jets apparently told Derek Carr that they think he can be a Hall of Famer. (laughs) Okay. Fine. You know, look, Devontae Adams said that Derek Carr was a Hall of Famer. He's not. But I think it's reasonable to say, Derek Carr, if you come to New York, if you win here with us, You can be legendary. You can be golden. You can go down in history in a way that few other franchises will allow you to do because this team has been so starved for a quarterback, so starved for success. I mean, they haven't had a real Super Bowl contender or a superstar quarterback in the same amount of time. It's been 50 plus years. We're coming up on 60 years. So, if you go there, you are minted. Now, the same is true, by the way, for Aaron Rodgers. He won in Green Bay, great. If you go to New York and win, in a lot of ways, it's a different level. Brett Favre won. Bart Starr won a couple. This is not new ground. But if you go to New York, a place that has not won in two generations, in the biggest city in the country, in you know, the biggest media market and you pull that team out of the doldrums, that has so much value and maybe even to your legacy more value than staying in Green Bay and trying to win again. Honestly, think about it. If he goes to New York and wins, that's probably more valuable to his legacy to his Hall of Fame career and his place in the GOAT conversation then staying in Green Bay. Because athletics has changed. The modern athlete has changed. The modern paradigm has changed. Kevin Durant has played on, what, four teams? And he's one of the 15 greatest players ever. LeBron James has played on three teams, one of them twice. He's changed teams. you know, Cavs, Heat, back to the Cavs, Lakers. That didn't used to happen, but now it does. And so I don't think it's the same kind of deal that it used to be to change teams. Here's the other thing about the Jets. In that report from Diana Rossini, um, they said <laughs> you can be a Hall of Famer, but but we're 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 we're, we're going to wait on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you're a Hall of Famer, but we're going to wait on Aaron Rodgers. What? What? You're going to do what? If if you think Derek Carr can be a Hall of Famer in New York, just give him the money. Just give him the money, and and don't give up the picks for Aaron Rodgers, and give him the money because you have to give the money either way. So if you think Derek, like just. Logic this out with me. Forget the Packers part of this. If you think Derek Carr, if you actually think Derek Carr, and you know, I think we, we know what the deal is here, but if you actually think Derek Carr can be a Hall of Famer, you just pay him, you just sign him, hey, you come, because if you're getting Hall of Fame play, then the gap between Hall of Fame play and slightly better Hall of Fame play or even much better Hall of Fame play kind of doesn't matter. If you get a Hall of Fame quarterback in New York, you're a Super Bowl contender. So the gap is almost irrelevant. So, I mean, it's like, it's like the difference between two fine dining restaurants. Like they're both awesome in the top 1% of restaurants that one might be clearly better than another is kind of not the point, right? Because you're not at Texas Roadhouse, no shots at Texas Roadhouse, delicious place, but it's not, you know, some of it's not what it could be, right? So, but if you're gonna if you're gonna go for Aaron Rodgers if that's a thing that you want to do, then the only way, the only possible way, it makes sense for you to risk losing a guy that you apparently, by your own admission, think can be a Hall of Fame player on your team. The only way you give up the opportunity to sign that guy, risking him going to New Orleans or Tampa Bay or somewhere else. I think there's quietly a very small market for Derek Carr, smaller than we realize. I don't think he's going to Indianapolis. I don't think he's going to Carolina. I think, I think the two teams I mentioned, it's like the Jets, the Saints, and the Bucks, maybe. like that, Those are the teams. It's not like there's 16 teams trying to sign Derek Carr. If if that's what you're trying to do, you don't wait. You don't wait for Aaron Rodgers. You have to get this guy because if you miss the opportunity, then you're over a barrel with Rodgers. You have to get him or you're coming further down the list. It's Jimmy G who is hurt every year, is coming off an injury. So, The only way it makes any sense to me, and and under the old jet circumstances, maybe you feel differently about this, and I I would get that, right? But the only way you say, hey, Derek, guess what? I think you're dope, but we're going to wait. The only way you do that is if you have actionable information that suggests Aaron Rodgers would be willing to come to New York. I don't mean just a feeling. I don't mean just like, hey, we think there's a chance. If you think Derek Carr can be a top 10 quarterback for you, if you think he can be an elite player for you or have an elite impact on your team, right? Jared Goff, not an elite quarterback, but in a great situation in Detroit, was really effective, really productive for them last year. Took a team to a Super Bowl. Same with Jimmy Garoppolo. If you think he can be that for you, you do it and you don't risk the rest of this unless, unless you have more than a feeling. And I'm not talking about a a song. I'm talking about conversations. I'm talking about back channels. I'm talking about actual knowledge direct actionable knowledge that says yes if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers can't agree if he's going to get traded he would come play for the Jets he would be willing that would be one of those places he'd be willing to go my understanding of all of this is that the Jets want Aaron Rodgers that he's number one on their list that jives with what Diana Rossini reported it also fits with what we believe and at least what I believe about the current situation in Green Bay based on the conversations that I've had based on the publicly available reporting. And that is that the Packers know the places that Aaron Rodgers would want to go if he decides he wants to be dealt. That they've already had those discussions. So if if those discussions have already taken place, if you're Brian Gudekinst, you had to have made the phone call. And Green Bay can publicly say and leak whatever they want about what has actually happened. If, if Aaron Rodgers told the Packers, and I believe this has happened, that Aaron Rodgers told the Packers, hey, there's this group of teams that, that I'd like to go to. And Brian gutikins hasn't called those teams to just say, hey, what do you think? And one of the reasons why you would publicly put it out there that that hasn't happened is because you don't want those teams to know that Rodgers is on their list. You want to maintain as much leverage as possible. But if Brian Gutekunst hasn't done that, he's not doing his job. Which means teams like the Jets potentially, the Raiders potentially, they know they're in the mix. If you are in the mix for Aaron Rodgers right now, this minute, if Aaron Rodgers wants to leave and there are teams that he's comfortable going to, I'm you guys, I'm telling you those teams know. And so for the Jets, they're telegraphing this a little bit. By telling us, Derek, we think you're great. We're going to wait on the prettier girl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or and and look, never never ascribe to malice what can just as easily be um explained by stupidity, right? Hanlon's razor. But I don't, think that's the, I don't think that's the case. I think, I think the Occam's razor is the better in this case. I think it's just the, the simpler explanation is that they know something. And all of the evidence that we have and, and everything that I have heard suggests teams that might know, the teams that might be interested in Aaron Rodgers and, and teams that Aaron Rodgers might be interested in, they probably, they probably know. And I think that helps make all of this make a little bit more sense. All right. More to come on the show today. Before we get there, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bilt Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try Bilt Bar. I'm going to tell you this. This is a true story. I offered my wife a Bilt Bar today. She declined. She's pregnant, so she has the cravings. You know, some things sound very good, some things sound very bad. Even if she otherwise likes them, my toddler, not even three, said, "Daddy, I want a built bar." He's had them; he loves them. Of course, he loves them. They're covered in 100% chocolate. To him, it's candy. He doesn't know that I'm kind of tricking him because only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. I'm—it's fuel. I have them. I had one today. I have them every day, almost every day. If I don't have one, it's more just because I didn't have time or I forgot. Not I didn't want them. I want them every day because they're delicious. And now you don't have to wait to order them online. You don't have to wait for built.com to deliver them to you. Although that's how I got these. And you can still do that. You can go to Sam's Club, Walmart and get them. Just walk out the door with them. It's a wonderful thing. So. I want to I want to talk about Christian Watson, and I know that that we spent a lot of time over the course of the season talking about him. I don't think we talked enough about him, and I know that seems weird because it felt unending that that I constantly brought up how much he changed the offense, and I wrote about it at the Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, and Aaron Rodgers talked about it, and Matt Lafleur talked about it, and. It it seems obvious if you watch the team, how different Christian Watson made this team. But I think it's easy to go, well, okay, but that's just this team. And the receivers on this team weren't very good. And so, yeah, coming in and being an actual NFL player, when Randall Cobb is hurt and Sammy Watkins is washed and Romeo Dobbs is hurt and Samori Toure is the other guy and Alan Lazard is you know a really nice secondary pass catcher but is in no way you know a dynamic player a player i love by the way love all the dirty work there's a report that the Packers have been trying to work on on him coming back I don't see that happening but it's good that they're doing that he's a good player I'd want him back assuming that the money is in line Christian Watson was awesome this season and our pal Jake Morley had this tweet. It was spawned by Pro Football Focus, had a tweet that Christian Watson led the NFL on contested catches in terms of passer rating when targeted in contested situations. This was something that he didn't do a lot at North Dakota State. And it's a great example of just because he didn't do it doesn't mean he can't do it. He's an athletic marvel, a physical, absolute outlier at his size, with his speed. And in college, no one could cover him. And so he didn't have to make that many contested catches. Now, I think it's fair to look at some of the plays when he let the ball get into his body and let the DB break it up. There were some Marquez Valdez-Scantling-esque plays where it's like, can you just jump over the DB? Not actually, you know, Vince Carter or that guy, but just like go up and over him. Do a little Randy Moss. And he didn't. And it was just sort of like, well, why not? Now, there were also some plays where in traffic on the sidelines, he'd leap and make an adversity grab. He could make adversity plays. But then in the NFL, not just number one passer rating. Number one in contested catch rate with with a minimum targets. Number one, he caught 75 percent of contested catches. That's really, really, really good. Led the league in catch rate in contested situations. Was the best adversity playmaker in the league last year by rate. Overall quarterback rating when targeted. 123.3, the best in the league. And over the years, Aaron Rodgers has had a number of guys lead the league in passer rating when targeted. Jordy Nelson did it a couple times, I think. Randall Cobb was among league leaders, I think, in the 2014 season. Both of those guys, they were like the top two of the top five guys in in QB rating when targeted, in part because Aaron Rodgers was unbelievable that season. And so I was like, OK, well, yeah, if he's going to have a 120 quarterback rating, anyone he's throwing the ball to is going to have a 120 quarterback rating. He was third in the league in yard after catch per catch. 6.3. So at every time he's making a catch, he's creating something after the catch. And all of this is with the sixth highest average depth of target in the league, again, among qualifiers. So usually we think of yards after catch as someone underneath, Debo Samuel, underneath, bang. You, you catch the ball two yards down the field, you pick up eight yards, you pick up 10 yards, awesome. Or you hit a crossing route four yards down the field, it becomes 14, awesome. But Christian Watson was a deep threat. And when you're a deep threat that can run like he can, you get loose in the middle of the field on a dig, on those deep overs, on those post routes. It's a house call. And that's what we saw him do against Dallas, against Philly, on the end around against Chicago. His ability after the catch or with the ball in his hand is special. And just look, average yards per route run. This is my favorite receiver stat. I think the, the QB rating stuff can can get a little weird. Like you look at some of the Devontae Adams numbers, he didn't have the same sort of elite QB rating when targeted because Rodgers threw him so many balls. You have more incompletes, sort of disproportionate incompletes. You're throwing him those receiver screens where he's catching two, three yards. Christian Watson wasn't fed the same way. So when you have the fewer targets, it can amp your efficiency up a little bit. That's just the way that numbers work. But he was 11th in yards per route run in the league. 2.26 yards per route run. That's a really good number. 11th. 11th. When he was running a route, he created at an elite level. And here's why this is all so important. When you try and look at the way that you want to build a receiver room, One of the hardest things to find is someone who can win at all three levels. But we know Christian Watson can win down the field. The depth of target stuff tells us that. We know he can win in contested situations. He doesn't always have to be wide open. He can he can face off against good corners, be in good coverage, and still make plays. That is... a a trait you want in your number one receiver and with the ball in his hand he can make plays Devo Samuel he's not going to beat you over the top he's just like most of the time not going to do that that's what guys like Brandon Ayuk are for that is what um, you have George Kittle in a lot of ways is is their deep threat Brandon Ayuk like Christian McCaffrey was, was running like seam shots You don't always have receivers who can do everything, even the elite of the elite. What Watson allows you to do is just fit in the pieces. Like we've talked about bucket getters this offseason. Someone like Kendrick Bourne, and we were talking about this last year. Just, Just go get seven yards on a slant. Like he's an elite route runner in that area. Just go get me a bucket. Red zone, third down. If that's all you do, that's fine because Christian Watson can do everything else. Everything else. Now, I think Christian can get there. I think his ability, his size, his athleticism, his his want to be great. I think he's a great kid. I think he's a hard worker. I think he's really, really smart. He went from, I've never practiced. I didn't do training camp to by by the middle of the season he is the number 1 receiver and they are they're building the ship around Christian Watson they're building the whole plane out of Christian Watson that is not normal it allows you to be so flexible in what you can add to your team because he can play on the slot he can play on the boundary Give him a jet sweep. Put him in the backfield. Let him run routes. He can do it all. And he's only going to get better. And his rookie season, and and I mentioned this on Twitter, the reason it wasn't a bigger deal, number one, the Packers had a down season. And so we do this thing in the media and especially national media. If a team that is normally good has a down season, they get a disproportionately low number of or, or amount of coverage. That's not always true for teams like the Cowboys. They're going to get covered no matter what, unless they suck, suck. But we we use the opportunity consciously or unconsciously to give other guys their flowers. Okay, well, the Packers aren't doing great. So let's talk about these other guys. Even though Aaron Jones was the most efficient running back in the league, we're not going to talk about that because we're trying to figure out, okay, what's the deal with Aaron Rodgers? What's the deal with his receivers? What's the deal with the defense? Aaron Jones was incredible. And Christian Watson, one of the reasons was the down year. But another one of the reasons was just as simple as he was not the guy in the pre-draft process. There were a lot of people going, someone is going to overdraft this guy on tools and blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out he's awesome. And so a lot of people have to go, Please don't look at what I wrote about Christian Watson before the draft. Please don't look. That that matters. I'm sorry. That matters. Like one of the reasons why we're still seeing Justin Field get gassed up is because so many people on draft Twitter, so many NFL media people were gassing Justin Fields. And so you have to take all those opportunities. Oh, did you see the run? Yeah, he only had six passes on, on 18 attempts for 75 yards. But did you see The run. Yes, we saw the run. Unfortunately, this is part of the deal. This is part of how this all works. And so it's going to take him really, really proving it. And maybe proving it with Jordan Love before he gets the credit he deserves. That will not be the case on this show. This is like, I just gave you the numbers. This is not homerism nonsense. Christian Watson was legitimately awesome last year and it needs to be said more how great he was last season all right before we finish up let's talk about our friends at the ultimate football gm great time of year to be playing this game because it is all about managing your team the roster of course but it's also about hiring the right coaches firing the right coaches finding the right support staff scouting department all that good stuff it's challenging but it's realistic that's Part of the deal. It's a hard job to do. And maybe you'll have better appreciation for the the position that someone like Brian Guten is in after you play it. I know that I did after I played it or started playing it at the very least. And then you you get used to it. And you're like, okay, I I can see how you can get used to doing this. Still hard. And it's there are only a few number of people in the NFL, in the world, probably, who are good at it. But the game, hmm. Probably more people. You can you can probably do the game. Check it out. It's fun. And Locked On Packers listeners get 100 percent free boost to their franchise when you use the promo code locked on. That's locked on in the app store. You can go to the ultimate-gm.com to look it up. That's ultimate-gm.com. All right, we're gonna be back next week. So much more to talk about. Maybe we'll have a decision. Remember, we will be going live on YouTube. If we get a decision, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever we find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you can do that on our Locked on Packers YouTube page. To stay Locked on Packers.